Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, February 24th. Think of this day as a friend. God gave it to you. He wants you to be happy in it. If it rains, tell yourself, God wants to cleanse me through this downpour of all impurities. And if the sun shines, think of its warmth as God's encouragement to you to do your best in everything. Isn't that a sweet way to think about things? Think of this day as your friend. I've been, this is being recorded in 2020. And 2020 is the year of the um, COVID-19 pandemic. (laughs) I say that, I hope it's the only year of that pandemic, but this is the year when the whole world was turned on its head. Um, And from about, I believe for me, it was March 11th was the day I came back from where I was, which at that point was at our elementary school at the dress rehearsal for what we thought was going to be our performance of our school play the following week. But the dress rehearsal was on Friday, and on Saturday the school closed. We were pretty sure we were never going to perform. And at the end of that dress rehearsal, I had a little bit of a scratchy throat, and I came home and spent 48 hours in an absolute state of terror that I might be infected with the virus and might have affected all 80 of our children. Of course, by the grace of God, that wasn't true. But, you know, every 15 minutes for approximately 48 hours, ooh, I took my temperature... (laughs) to see if, in fact, it was true. So since that time, I've been pretty much in a fairly strict quarantine um, because I'm in the elder zone. There's a a, a one on on Facebook, you see all these funny things. There's a picture of a cassette tape and a pencil, and it says, if you know the relationship between these two things, you are in the susceptible zone for the COVID virus. And even I had to think for a moment. Now, a cassette tape has these two little spindles, and the cassette would get stuck or slowed down, and you'd stick the pencil into the little spindle, and you would twist it, and then it would catch the tape up, and then it would work. And it was very well known to everybody of my particular generation. So I've been in this shelter-in-place now for quite a number of months um, in order to, and, and I've been quarantined for my own uh, well-being by other people. My own my own way of doing things would probably have been different, but this is the way collectively it was determined because I'm I need to be in a safe zone and we need to maintain two two different recording studios that are in safe zones so that the 12 of us or so who are responsible for putting a tremendous amount of content online can do our work. So anyway, I've accepted all of that. But as a result, my life has really taken a very interesting turn. I'm extremely busy, and, and there is this agitated thought form, which is just, I live in Silicon Valley, and there's just this agitated thought form which is all around me. Someone was just asking me today, oh, this must have been a wonderful period of seclusion for you. And when I first started, I actually thought it was going to be a period of seclusion, and I was 
I, ha- I was really impressed right away how it does not feel at all like seclusion. It's definitely a time of restricted activity. But I had to think to myself, seclusion, um, in the context of my meditative lifestyle uh, and my ashram lifestyle, is that when one goes farther, even farther away from all one's responsibilities, it can be, you can take seclusion in, one, in your own home, but I rarely do. I may never have done it. I like to go way out into an area that is unpopulated, that is close to nature, hopefully without any kind of electronic access, and far away from the the thought forms of society as a whole, so very isolated. And then everything, including me, gets really quiet. So what's actually happened here is that my options are tremendously restricted. And the problem of consciousness has to be solved on the level of consciousness because we, we just can't entertain ourselves by the many of the things that we, we used to do. Now, I'm, relatively speaking, my life would look pathetically uninteresting to most people anyway. <laughs> and I, I've just, I never have participated very much in the society around me for many years. I have a community, so I see people. I'm not a hermit. But nonetheless... The life has really shrunk, and and it's been very interesting to me. And uh, this is a very timely um, uh, suggestion because it's exactly in line with what I myself have been coming to. Because uh, time still just keeps the almost the only word I can think of is flying by. There are certain fixed points in my week, like almost every Tuesday. Well, every Tuesday, since I'm never out of town anymore. <laughs> Every Tuesday I give an evening class. Um, many Sundays I give a Sunday service. But the Tuesday is really the fixed point. And, and the Tuesdays just keep rolling around. Just suddenly, my gosh, it's Tuesday again. How did it get to be Tuesday? Where did the rest of the days go? And time, uh, time has a very different quality. One of the humorous statements about this year was, um, it came out in July, scientists have already proven that 2020 is the longest year in human history. (laughs) Six months into it, we already know that. But that is, it's just like, we're we're disconnected from so many things that allowed us to tell time. And of course, one of the fundamental principles of spiritual life is to be in the now. That the, the only actual reality we ever have is the present moment. We remember the past, but it's not there anymore. The past is entirely the story that we're running in our head. And we can think about the future, but when we get to it, it's not the future. It's the present. It's the now. We can imagine it in any way we want. Whenever I would go on a trip from my home, um, which I, in normal times, I, I traveled a good bit if this year had been a different year, I would not be in the United States right now. I'd be probably in India, on my way to Europe, on the way to New York City, various things that I'm not going to do. Who knows when I'll do them. But whenever I walk out of the back door of my house, which is where I walk out in order to get into whatever car is taking me to wherever I'm going next, as soon as the door shuts behind me, I always stop for a moment and I visualize myself walking back in. And it's, it's part of a way just to remember this is all a dream, and that nothing 
nothing is really going to be different. It's just going to be different scenery for a while and then that scenery will stop and I'll just come back in the door. Now, that's not depressing. It's just the opposite of depressing. It's whatever potential I have in my life for happiness and for an experience of God, it's fully present right here and right now. It's not as if God is only partially manifested, you know, and that in a month he'll be more manifested or something like that. God is omnipresent. Divinity is here. Infinity is within my grasp. Perfect bliss is my true nature. And it'll be exactly the same tomorrow. The only question is, how much of that reality am I perceiving? And what is blocking me from perceiving that? Well, classically, one of the things that's stated over and over again in the scripture is this illusion of time. That we think that we have to wait, or we think that tomorrow is going to be better, or that we think that tomorrow is different. We just have this illusion of the future. But all we ever have is now. So I've been working, and this is relatively, it's become vivid to me relatively recently, more than ever is how I would put it, because it's not like it's a new thought, but more than ever to just have it be like they joke about it. It's just today is today. It's not Tuesday, Wednesday. It's not February 22nd. It's not July 15th. It's not January 1st. It's just now. And and how deeply can I experience now? And how deeply can I just be in what this day is asking of me? And, and even if, as is often true, what I am doing today has, you know, is is a chapter in, in a longer story. I mean, I've, I've written several books, and one of the things that I figured out that took me longer than you might think it should have taken me about writing a book was at first, the first book I wrote, I somehow thought I would be sitting at my desk, and then almost like the fairy godmother, bing, there'd be a book. And so I kept, you know, I kept feeling impatient and inadequate because there wasn't a book. I'm, I'm writing a book, I should have a book. And then at some point, the most obvious thing in the world occurred to me, that if you look at a book, it's a series of words. Now, inasmuch as I used to type manuscripts for Swami Kriyananda, and, and his manuscripts would turn into books, and I would type each of those words on his manuscripts, um, I might have known that. But I had some weird twisted karmic knot that I had to untie. And at some point I realized that you write a book one word at a time. And I can write one word. I'm actually pretty good at sentences. And I can string them together into paragraphs and then many paragraphs make a page. And I just finally broke that thought that the present should be, that the future should be now. Eventually there will be a book So the fact that there isn't a book now doesn't mean that I can't create a book now. But I create it not by thinking of the future when there'll be a book, but by thinking about literally the sentence in front of me. And when I started concentrating a word at a time, and then what was the next word, and what was the next sentence, and what was the next thought, then after a period of time, it's 
kind of like I looked behind me and lo and behold, there was a book. It just kind of happened and I don't know how it happened. It happened by living in the now, not in the future. But also, of course, it was intensely enjoyable to live in the now. It is intensely enjoyable because we're not, um, we're not regretting and we're not anticipating. We're just experiencing. So Swamiji gives us this very beautiful, poetic and wonderful way to do it. When you open your eyes in the morning, it fits perfectly with the life that I'm living right now because I wake up in the morning and here's another one. <laughs> it's just another day. And it will have a few modest characteristics unrelated to what happened yesterday. Yesterday I actually ran an errand, <laughs> which um, is only the second time that I personally have run an errand. And I, I was slightly breaking protocol, but not too much. I got in the car, and it was like I got in the car, and I went somewhere, and I dropped something off. And then I got back in my car. But it's still, it's like I wake up in the morning. It's today. And I write out, I have a calendar, because I can't, oddly enough, with nothing to do, I can't keep it straight. And I, I just, I, I check the calendar to make sure I haven't forgotten something quite essential, which I have an amazing capacity to forget the essentials. Um, and then that's all there is. And if, you know, I'm not going to be able to complete the whole picture now, I, I will, but now I can't get, I can't complete it any faster by thinking about the time when it'll be completed. And in fact, by thinking about the time when it will be completed, I drain energy, I become impatient and inattentive to what's being asked of me now. And impatience and lack of concentration are what actually disturb our consciousness. And the problems of consciousness need to be solved on the level of consciousness. So Swamiji says, think of every day as a friend what a lovely idea. Oh, a friend has come to visit me today. It's whatever. You know, September 31st has come to visit. Oh, there is no such date. September 30th has come to visit me today. Or how about February 24th has come to visit me today. And February 24th of this particular year is a unique reality. I wonder what presents today will bring. The other morning... We woke up here in Northern California and there was a thunder and lightning storm, which is really unusual for where we are. <gasps> Flashes of light and thunder. I went outside to do my energization exercises. The thunder was so loud it actually scared me. I had to come back in. <laughs> I mean, even I was saying to myself, you know, it's just sound. You're not any safer inside than out. <laughs> but it scared me. So I, I went right inside the glass door instead of outside the glass door. I left it open, but I had to, had to have the roof over my head. But ooh, it was so exciting. And some days are just placid. What will it bring? Think of it as a friend who's bringing you presents. And be interested in every present that it brings. And respond to every day with gratitude and love. I mean, think about it. It's not, it's not childish for this reason. You see, this is what we have to understand. We are using our creative imagination to project us into a vibration that is actually there. You see, this is not 
This is not an imaginary world that we're trying to placate ourselves, make ourselves, soothe ourselves with the dream world. This is just the opposite. We are trying to bring ourselves into reality. And when we withdraw from delusion and bring ourselves into truth, then what we will discover is there is an inherent power waiting to greet us. So, Swami says, think of this day as a friend. God gave it to you. He wants you to be happy in it. If it rains, tell yourself, God wants to cleanse me through this downpour of all impurities. And if the sun shines, think of its warmth as God's encouragement to you to do your best in everything. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.